0: This is Stories of New Americans with Ron Clutho, featuring inspirational, inspirational New and Americans fascinating personal on News stories Talk STL. of people from all corners of the globe who are now in
1: St. Louis. We'll take a look at the U.S. through newcomers' eyes, get some insight into world history and cultures, and maybe learn something about
0: ourselves. Stories of New Americans on News Talk STL. Welcome back to Stories of New Americans. Um, I have, as my guest tonight, I've got Mustafa Saleh. Did I say that correctly? Saleh. Saleh, okay. And um, I guess I can st- say you're from, can I say you're from Kurdistan, Iraqi Kurdistan, Iraq? What? How would you, yes, where I am. are you from? I am, <laughs> what would you call it? I'm a Kurdish from Iraq. Kurdish from Iraq. The
1: northern region of Iraq.
0: Okay, okay. We're going to talk a little bit about that situation, and then we're going to focus on your particular story. But um, tell us exactly where in the world, you know, the Kurdish people, most of the Kurdish people are located. What's the homeland?
1: So the homeland for uh, Kurdish uh, are Kurdistan. Kurdistan uh, is not a member in the UN. It's not a member? It's not a member in the UN. Uh, they have been divided into four different
0: Uh, countries Mm -hmm. Turkey Iran Iraq and Syria so that they their, I guess you call it their homeland is located where those four countries kind of meet and around there it it was divided uh, and that was a result of the first world war okay Um, has Kurdistan ever been an independent country Uh, more than once okay more than once but then, politic and
1: geopolitic uh, forced the other uh, the other uh, uh, powers nations or, to divide uh, Kurdistan
0: into four uh, pieces. And and Kurdish people have a distinct culture and language. I guess it's it's not Arabic. It's not Farsi. It's not Turkish. The language, Definitely
1: right? Definitely, uh, we have a uh, different language, definitely. It's not Arabic, it's not Kurdish, it's not Persian. Is it it's related not, to uh, any
0: of those languages? It's uh, historically related to uh, uh,
1: Persian. Okay. Historically. But definitely it's different.
0: And it uses the, the same writing system as Farsi and Arabic? Uh, so
1: we use the same letter of Arabic okay. and Persian, the same letter, letters, alphabetical.
0: And culturally, there's a difference too, I guess, right? There's a big between difference
1: between Kurdish, Turkish, uh, Persian, and Arab.
0: Okay. Are most Kurdish people Muslim?
1: Uh, most of them are Muslim Sunni. Most okay, of them, Sunni. not all of them. Okay. But among the Kurdish nation, we have Christians, Jews, and Muslim Shiite, and Sunnis. But the majority are Muslims. Uh,
0: Muslim Sunnis. Okay. I read somewhere that um, before... Islam came it was Zoroastrian that was the main religion yes that was the main religion where they
1: worship the fire and they still celebrate the fire but then at the year of 660 Mm -hmm. the Arab Muslims uh, conquered Iraq and all the region Mm -hmm. and uh, people start to uh, quit being uh, other religions including but not limited to Jews and Christian and they start to get uh, be Muslims,
0: but you said there still are Christians and Jews, and of course, and, yes,
1: there are still Christians. Uh, okay. And uh, in fact, this is their land. This is the their. Uh, they were there before Islam, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christians and Jews was there before Islam, before six hundred sixty.
0: Mm-hmm. And are they free to continue to be Christians and Jews? So
1: I was lucky to born in, in a Christian neighborhood. So yeah, of course, they still have their churches mm-hmm. and very old ancient churches, like thousand-year-old churches, uh, in Baghdad and in other places in Iraq. Mm-hmm. They still practice their religion, mm-hmm. but of course now they start to get be minority. They were 100 percent of the country. Then they minimized to 10 percent. Wow. Then after the yeah the invasion of Iraq of 2003 when America came Mm -hmm. and they were minority and they were accused to being uh, allies with Americans and the occupiers and uh, now they are no more than 2%. Oh,
0: many of them left.
1: Yeah, they left to Europe and America.
0: Okay. Now you mentioned that most of the Kurdish people live in one of four countries, Iran, Iraq, Syria, and Turkey. Which, if any, of those countries countries is most, um, I mean, the best living situation for Kurdish people? I know they're a minority in all those and they may have more and less rights and privileges and um, based on the country they're in, but which one would you say is is the best for Kurdish people to live in? Definitely Iraq. Okay.
1: Definitely Iraq for geopolitical reasons. Okay. So. Uh, the Kurds in, in Iraq are 17%. Mm-hmm. And uh, they live in, in, in mountains and uh, very harsh and difficult uh, geography. So they were able to establish their uh, uh, autonomy and uh, their power there. So after uh, after a century of struggling and uh, wars with the central uh, government in Baghdad, they were able to build their... Uh, their area and their region. So the best place for Kurdish definitely are are uh, Iraq. and the worst are Turkey.
0: yeah. I, I, I heard that. Um, what you said seventeen percent of Iraq, do you know what percent of of Turkey is Kurdish?
1: Uh, we think it's twenty five. Wow. But the problem in Turkey is the the Turkish government do not recognize recognize. Kurds as people, mm. they call they don't call them Kurd. They they always deny there is people called uh, Kurdish mm. or an area called Kurdistan. Mm-hmm. So they do not recognize them. Mm. They always ask who are Kurdish. We don't mm. know them, mm. although there is a 35 million there. Wow. Yeah, just a yeah a racist uh, politician.
0: Okay. Um, let's. Let's focus on Ir- Iraqi Kurdistan, I guess you call it, and you, I, I think it's in the north of Iraq. Yes. And is that you said that's kind of it's kind of a harsh terrain geographically? But has that been where they've been living for all these centuries? Yeah,
1: for thousands, for thousands of years they have okay. been living there, uh, and uh, they have their own language, their mm-hmm. own custom, mm-hmm. their own tradition, okay. and it's so different uh, from Arabic uh, language and customs. Okay.
0: Can you tell me about Mustafa Barzanji? Did I say his name right? Barzani. Barzani.
1: Okay. So there is uh, two tribes. I'm not sure who do you mean, uh, because we have Barzanchi and Barzani. But I think you mean Mustafa Barzani, because he's so famous.
0: Yeah, I think I do. He was the one that, I guess, uh, led the independence movement in the 60s, right?
1: Yes. Yes, he's uh, yeah he's so famous and his picture is all, all over Kurdistan, uh, mm-hmm. uh, all Kurdistan, the northern Kurdistan, uh, eastern Kurdistan, and western and southern Kurdistan. Uh, he led the the revolution against uh, the Iraqi government, and he was uh, very successful. And he was uh, one of uh, U.S. allies, okay. so United States of America and Iran, Iran Shah. Uh, they supported the Kurdish uh, liberation at that time mm. and the Kurdish movement. And that was before Saddam. Okay. And they were able to uh, have an agreement with the Iraqi uh, president uh, before Saddam Hussein and build that northern uh, uh,
0: region. So did, did it become an auto- autonomous area kind of like semi-independent yes, at that time
1: it was a very uh, independent area okay and that was an agreement with the Iraqi government 1970
0: was and was that satisfactory for people or did they want full independence mostly? yes
1: people were so happy Iraqi people uh, Kurdish and Arab were so happy uh, uh, 1970 71 72 until Saddam get the power oh. and he was the prime minister and he started uh, a war against the Kurds, okay. uh, the Kurdish people. And then uh, he continued the war from 1973 until uh, he fell.
0: Okay. And then he, we heard about um, at one point he was using chemical weapons against oh, Kurdish yeah, people.
1: W- so the Kurds uh, uh, had many fights with Saddam. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Saddam. Uh, one of them was uh, 1988. Uh, and he did attack. Northern region, he couldn't, he couldn't, he he couldn't finish the Kurdish movement. So they were keep fighting, and they were in the mountains and the remote areas. And he was like, "Let me teach them a lesson." And he did attack them with. uh, he, He attacked more than one area with chemical weapon.
0: What? Why was he? The previous regime was okay with Kurdish autonomy. Why was Saddam so against it? Do you think?
1: So uh, I believe Saddam was uh, probably his personal nature. He was uh, trying to get the whole power. Okay. He didn't. He was not happy with uh, part of the power mm. or the half of the power. So he was trying to uh, control the whole country. hmm And be the, like the the national leader. Uh, yeah. The, the hero, let's say.
0: And then in the first Gulf War, I believe the Kurdish people kind of. Thought on you know the American side against Saddam is that right?
1: Yeah, the Kurdish being in the history always was was one of the best U.S. allies mm-hmm. uh, and uh, uh, and British allies mm. in the history. So yeah, the first and the second uh, Gulf War. Yes, that's accurate.
0: And then that, well, we know how that ended. But um, then later. Um, a Kurdish person became the president or prime minister, Jalal Talabani. So, uh,
1: How,
0: what the, was his story? The,
1: the Kurdish, uh, the Kurdish people uh, were so uh, lucky. Nineteen ninety-one, after uh, Saddam occupied Kuwait, uh, then uh, and he lost the war. Mm-hmm. Saddam was able to retain his power in the in the northern region of Iraq Kurdistan, mm-hmm. but then America uh at the time of uh, Bush the father mm-hmm. they they built a safe area in the northern region of Iraq. So the Kurds were so uh, lucky to have that safe area. So they built their own power mm-hmm. uh, and uh, they were supported by uh, by uh, Europe and, and America mm-hmm. So they start to 1991 they start to build their own uh, own uh, region. Uh, and uh, so they were in the power since uh, since that time
0: 1991 um, and then I read that in 2017 there was a referendum for full independence 93 percent voted for it but the Iraqi government did not allow that is that right yeah that, that's the truth that's so, truth.
1: <laughs> so uh, uh, everybody know Iraqis uh, Iraqis Arab and uh, Turkish, Iranian, Syrian, they know that Kurds uh, are forced to be in that union. We don't want to be part of Iraq. Nobody wants to be part of Turkey. Nobody wants to be part of Iran. So we were forced to, uh, to be in that union. So if there is any opportunity to, Iraq, uh, to uh, Kurdish people, of course we will separate. And they accuse us that uh, this is not uh, our right. Yeah. uh we are the largest minority uh without any homeland without any country in the world in the world uh, 60 million close to 60 million Kurds without a nation and uh we think that a result of unfair uh, uh, politic
0: will there ever be an independent Kurdistan you think so w- we are sure that there will be
1: mm-hmm. we are sure we say look at my enemy to know me look at who's our enemy Iran. Uh, the Iranian, the autocrat, uh, uh, Khomeini or Mm -hmm. Khamenei. Uh, Look at our enemy, look at Erdogan and his uh, policy, racist Mm -hmm. policy. Look at Bashar al-Assad in Syria to know us, look at Saddam. So those are our enemies, what do you think? Uh, We don't think those are the best leaders for Iraqi or Kurdish. We don't think those are the best uh, leaders for Turkish uh, and Kurdish. So we know that they will collapse one day, like Saddam. Mm-hmm. There, is, there is no way that uh, one person can uh, govern for, uh, uh, for uh, like Erdogan, he's 20 years in, in power. We know there will be a day uh, that people will get rid of him. Mm-hmm. We know that Iran will collapse one day. There's no doubt in our mind, those countries uh, will collapse because so they build an unfair uh, based on unfair and uh, injustice
2: mm.
0: okay. I think we need to take a short break here and then when we come back we will kind of focus on your personal story because that's an interesting one too um, you're listening to stories of new americans on news talk
2: 101.9
0: 94.1 stories of new americans Brought to you by Hacking Law for individuals who want to come and stay in the U.S. Hacking Law fights for immigrants every day. Visit them at hackingimmigrationlaw.com. Stories of New Americans. Brought to you in part by Samim Afghan Restaurant, featuring traditional Afghan cuisine and conveniently located on Manchester Road in the Grove. You're listening to Stories of New Americans on News Talk STL. All right, welcome back. We're talking with Mustafa Sali from Iraqi Kurdistan. I mentioned Jalal Talabani. Was he the president or the prime minister or both? He was the president of Iraq. Okay, for... I don't know. Uh, for six ten years. years, six years. Yeah, for six was, years. Was so I mean that's something if he was voted into office by the whole country. So that's kind of hopeful that a Kurdish politician was elected president.
1: Yeah. So Jalal Talabani was the biggest enemy of Saddam. Biggest enemy. Biggest enemy. enemy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he lived. Uh, he's from Sulaymaniyah city from uh, in Iraq. hmm And uh, he fought Saddam for uh, close to fifty years. Wow, and he's a lawyer. He was a lawyer, and he lived in Britain, and uh, uh, he helped. Uh, he helped uh, uh, America, mm-hmm. uh, and to get Saddam, and uh, they did. And he was the first elected uh, president of Iraq.
0: That's really incredible, isn't it?
1: It is incredible. Iraq after Saddam was uh, led by a Kurdish uh, revolutionary.
0: Now he's not the president now because he passed away in office, yes, he right? Did. Yeah, yes, but he that's did. that's hopeful that you yes. Know, and he now
1: the second president was Kurdish too. The third uh, president was a Kurdish too. Really? The Prime minister is Arab.
0: Okay. Yeah. Wow. Did that? Well, was that a was that a conscious decision to uh, to? Have a Kurdish person in power? Or that just it just happened that he was. So
1: this is the one of the reason that uh, I said the Iraqi Christian is the best yeah. uh, Christian um, uh, in, the, in the area mm-hmm. because we do have some uh, space of freedom.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Are you uh, allowed to conduct daily business in Kurdish language there in the northern part of Iraq? Then, so like at, the schools and
1: at Saddam time there was no Kurdish uh, schools mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh, Kurds were uh, not able to uh, practice uh, some kind of works. And uh, we were not able to buy in the city of Kirkuk, which is very rich in oil. We couldn't buy in that city. And they were bringing Arab to live in that, uh, in that city to, mm. to occupy it.
0: So, That's what the Soviet Union did in all these <laughs> republics. I tried exactly.
1: To- and what the Turkish did with the Armenian. Okay. Uh, millions of Armenians, you know, they moved from Armenia to yeah. other places in the Ottoman Empire. Uh, so, yeah, that was incredible. Uh, Kurdish uh, people were so happy to have a Kurdish president
0: finally. And now um, there are Kurdish schools, I guess, in the north part of Iraq. So starting in
1: 1991, when we have that uh, safe haven or safe zone mm-hmm. in northern region, mm-hmm. uh, leaded by America, we start to build our our own school, our own flag, our own uh, institutions, our own government. Uh, we have a, a, a really big space of uh, uh, liberty.
0: Are there Kurdish television stations and newspapers and radio? Uh, believe it radio? or not, uh,
1: we, we had zero stations in 1991. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, we have like tens, probably a wow. hundred station, radio, satellite, mm-hmm. TV stations.
0: So, and it's peaceful, I guess, and it's...
1: It is very peaceful for Iraqi, for Arab, for Kurdish, for minorities, for Christian, Jews, okay. Americans. Uh, uh, Christian Iraq is the only place where Americans can walk <laughs> In a civilian, yeah, in a civilian clothing or military clothing, without having a weapon or bodyguards. Wow, okay. uh, they are very, very welcome.
0: All right, I'll keep that in mind. Well, let's talk about you now. You did you grow up in that region, or where did you Where uh, did you uh,
1: So my father escaped from Kurdistan, the poor Kurdistan, uh, in the thirties. Okay, uh, and uh, he did find a job in in Baghdad, in Iraq, and he joined the military air force at that time Iraq was a kingdom mm-hmm.
2: uh,
1: it was there was a king there uh, Faisal Faisal mm-hmm. II and he was lucky to join the air force uh, and he was among the first group who brought four helicopters to the king king of Iraq uh, they the and british were helping uh, they were uh, they were helping the king mm-hmm. after uh, the collapse of ottomanes and they um, my father b- brought the uh, the First four helicopters to the king. Hmm. So I born in Baghdad.
0: Okay. And at that time, was was it uh, safe for Kurdish people to live in Baghdad? It, uh, I, uh, the, uh, if you mean the, the kingdom
1: of Iraq, yes, it was very safe. Mm-hmm. Until uh, Al-Ba'ath party, led by mm-hmm. Saddam and al yeah, controlled Iraq. And uh, their racist policy uh Yes, there was uh, there was a big
0: challenging for Kurds uh, to live there. And you went to a, uh, you said you lived in a kind of a Christian neighborhood, though in Baghdad. Yeah, again, I was lucky to
1: born in a Christian neighborhood. So I was exposed to uh, to others, mm-hmm. and this is not uh, this is not the case for most the majority of Iraqis. So I born among Christians, so I went to their church and I exposed to their faith tradition and other things. I was lucky. I started to uh, speak their language,
0: the Assyrian language. Oh, they still speak the Assyrian language? Oh, yeah, of course,
1: yeah. They still uh, speak uh, Aramic, Aramaic. Aramaic. Uh, yeah. Uh, but this is the modern, let's say, modern Aramaic. This is the uh, exact language of Bible. Wow. Uh, so I started to speak that language. Mm. And I was, I start to be different Iraqi because I'm a Kurdish minor from minority mm-hmm. living in, in Iraq, where Arab, Arab, Arab and Muslim are majority, and I start to expose to others Christians, mm. and and there was a, a big neighborhood uh, of Armenian there. Mm. So you know the Armenian uh, 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 disaster when the Turkish, especially Turkish, brought millions of Armenians, a million or a half probably, to Iraq and Syria and Lebanon and there was a big camp for those Armenians close to us. I started to speak Armenian too and mm. exposed to them too. Mm. So we were a group of minority, Armenian, Ashurian, Kildenians, and Kurdish. Mm. So that
0: was, I was lucky. What kind of a school did you go to as a child?
1: I went to public. There were, at that time, it's, uh, and that was 60s and 70s, mm-hmm. uh, the, uh, there was only public school. Pu- uh, public school, and there was uh, pa- the, the bath, <laughs> Policy, so the schooling was like controlled by that political party, Alba Saddam's party. So only one school, public school,
0: and was it a mixed school? I mean, all the different nationalities so, attended together. Uh,
1: until today, until today, from that time until today, elementary school are uh, mixed, uh, males and females, and uh, then uh, when they we when we get to middle school and high school, there is a separation of gender. So there
0: is a male and female uh, It school. was like that now, and it was like that then? Still, still now. What I about say. different nationalities attended together, though?
1: Uh, so there is no nationalities in Iraq. You can't find... Uh, I sp-
0: mean, when you when you were a kid, when you, you, you were Christians and Armenians, did you all attend the same school? Yeah, so
1: we don't call those nationalities. All those are Iraqis.
0: So they're forced to be Iraqi. Okay. <laughs> uh, they, we don't have a choice. But... I- But you all attended together is what I'm getting at, right? Yeah, we attended the same school. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Same school, public school. And were there? What did you do for fun as a kid? Were there? Was there soccer? Did you?
1: So there wasn't much uh, uh, for fun in Iraq because of the wars. Mm. We had so I exposed to many many wars. The the Arab-Israelian war in 1968 then mm. Iraq- Kurdish and uh, Arab uh, war in na- 1973, mm. then 1980 the Iranian-Iraqi uh, war for eight years, then the Kuwait-Iraqi war at 1990, mm. then 2003 war, then Al-Qaeda war, Gosh. then ISIS war, then, so there was not a big space for fun, but I did swim. Okay. Uh, soccer ball. we like soccer ball.
0: What was your image of America at that time when you were a teenager?
1: Of course, uh, I did inherit uh, the image of America and Iraq, which is the biggest enemy, the biggest enemy of people. (laughs) And that's where I keep Iraqi saying America is the biggest enemy of uh, people. Until 2003, uh, when I was so ready to take Saddam down down, uh, as many millions of Iraqis, we fed up after many years of uh, the ruling of one person and one family. So we were more than ready to yeah. take that uh,
0: uh, tyranny down. How how was it for Kurdish people living in Baghdad under the Saddam? Uh,
1: it was uh, not so difficult because no. we were powerless. We had like zero power. Mm-hmm. So it was easy to live there because we're, we didn't ask for anything. We couldn't mm-hmm. ask for anything. Nobody, in fact, could ask for anything.
0: Were you allowed to speak Kurdish? I did. I'm okay. allowed to speak
1: in my my house, uh, okay. with my family, but there is no uh, other way to to speak in Kurdish in other places. Everybody's mm-hmm. Arab, Ara- so
0: you- 99% are Arab. And you, how did you learn Arabic at school?
1: At school, of course. I born in Baghdad, so okay. my first language, believe it or not, is Arabic, not oh. Kurdish. Although oh. my mother language is Kurdish. Although my mom. It didn't speak Arabic well at the first, at the beginning mm-hmm. when she moved uh, uh, to Baghdad and mm-hmm. when she married my father. Mm. So my first language is Arabic, not Kurdish. Although my Kurdish is so so well.
0: Were you able to celebrate Kurdish holidays or festivals in those did, days?
1: Yeah, we did celebrate. So anything is not threatening the power of Saddam mm-hmm. is okay. Anything anything. You can do anything, but do not threat my, my power. Do not wow. challenge my power. So a celebration, a small celebration won't hurt him. So that was okay. Yeah, we could celebrate and speak Kurdish.
0: And at that time, I guess we'll say the 70s, um, there, Iraq, I mean, Kurdistan was semi-autonomous, right? But there was, you said there was another war in the 70s? Yeah, only for three years. Okay. And,
1: and, and when Saddam was, uh, was not fully in the power, he yeah. was a Prime Minister. Uh, so uh, he couldn't uh, control Kurdistan. So the President of Iraq at that time, Ahmad Hassan Bakr, he did that agreement with Mustafa Barzani, and uh, it was a very safe, uh, happy three years, 1970, 71, 72, until Saddam uh, started the war at uh, 1973.
0: Okay. And then, what did you do after you finished high school? What was your career path? So
1: I finished high school, and the way in Iraq is we can't choose our, uh, you, our college. You can or can't? Can't. Can't. We can't. It's according to our, how we did in, in high school. According to the exactly the twelfth uh, grade, so I had to go to uh, to a school of uh, uh, science, college of science, department of biology. So I stayed there for four, four years I get my bachelor' degree there and I did learn English in, in high school mm-hmm. uh, elementary school and uh, college so uh,
0: yeah so English was taught in schools there in it's college mandatory. It's mandatory English even though we were the great enemy they were teaching our language
1: yeah but uh, but Britain Britain was, was allied uh, mm-hmm. ally uh, with Saddam so, yeah. So uh, English, you know, English is not only American. There's uh, many, many other parts of world speaking mm-hmm. English, uh, and it's the language of science. Science. Uh, so yeah. we it's mandatory. All Iraqi students, since uh, uh, the age of six they start to learn English, hmm. and it's only one class a, a year, but it's continue all uh, the twelve years of school then college.
0: Okay, interesting. Um, then after you finished your education what did you start doing? I had doing? to
1: join the army because there was a war with Iran
0: I didn't want to oh
1: yeah I didn't want to I didn't want to kill people that I don't know I don't want to kill person that I never met
0: yeah that Iraqi-Iran <laughs> war that lasted 10 years or something yes 8 years okay yes, 1980 to 88 oh and
1: I graduated 1986 mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I didn't want to kill others and I know that I'm, I was pretty sure that Saddam was not the, the the best leader and the best person and he was just killing others and that's truth for Khomeini's uh regime in uh, in Iran so those two bad persons are killing each other and we were the we were just the the, the, the fire of that uh, the victims yeah conflict so I had to join the army I did not I i I just did not. I couldn't kill others
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, until the, then. I was forced to join the army. I was captured. Then I joined the army. I joined uh, the army at that war, Iranian-Iraqi war, for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, then we were we were uh, the end uh, at the end of the war. We are uh, uh, we were not anymore in the army until we uh, occupied Kuwait in 1990.
0: Okay, I think we need to take another short break here. Time's going by so fast, but we'll be right back and continue this story. You're listening to Stories of New Americans on 101.994.1. Stories of New Americans. Brought to you in part by the Indoor Comfort Team. For all of your heating and cooling needs, call the Indoor Comfort Team at 314-230-9542. Stories of New Americans. Brought to you in part by Arnell's Hardwoods. For all of your laminate and hardwood flooring needs, call them at 314 314- 230
2: Three nine seven three two five two.
0: This is Stories of New Americans on News Talk STL Okay, we're talking with Mustafa Sali he was telling me that you had been forced to fight in the Iran-Iraq war and then I know later you you were arrested I guess by the Saddam regime can you talk a little bit about that if it's not too difficult
1: Uh, I was uh, among uh, thousands probably a million of Iraqi was captured by uh, Saddam's regime for a reason or for no reason for political for just saying a few words So I was captured uh, and I was tortured. And uh, uh, I was in prison for a while and I was tortured by the regime. And then I was released after that. It wasn't a pleasant memory. How long did they keep you? uh, I was there for a whole week. Mm. For a whole week, about a week. And that was truth with my brother and my father, Mm. my cousins, Uh, this is not so abnormal. Uh, so people get captured, get tortured, get beaten, uh, humiliated uh, 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 for for no good
0: reasons. And then why? How how did they let you go? Did they did they? Uh, because
1: just just because I was innocent. They I was just innocent. They accuse people. They just accuse people. They accused me uh, to be a part of uh, a
0: group, and I wasn't. They were trying to get you to talk or.
1: No, they they were uh, no they, uh, they usually they torture people when they get, torture a person he bring others uh, others uh, he will bring a story just to make them satisfied just to stop the torture so that uh, one person he brought my my name and he said Mustafa is with us
2: oh. uh, so they were <laughs> they, trying to get more names from you
1: yeah so that's not unusual mm. when 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 people get hurt by uh, by torture. They just bring up names yeah. and stories and other things. Yeah. And I was just an, an innocent person, mm. and they released me. A judge released me, in fact. And he asked me, did did anybody beat me? A and judge released I, yes, you? Yes, a judge. They took me to a court uh, wow. thinking that I am I am just a part of that uh, group, a political group, and I wasn't.
0: They thought you were a part of a Kurdish group? Uh, no, it wasn't just a, a Kurdish sh- group. It was a
1: political opposition group. Opposition? Opposition to Saddam, okay.
0: yes. Did that kind of lead to you eventually coming here as a refugee?
1: Uh, no, that, no, that was, has nothing to do with my, uh, yeah, uh, my immigration. Okay. That was, I had an SIV uh, visa, a special immigrant visa for my service uh, with the U.S. Army. When the United States of America uh, entered Iraq in 2003, they were short of linguists. Mm. And uh, they were not ready, I believe, for no, that. Right. There was a kind of shock for them. This is a different culture, different uh, society, different language, different people, different customs, different... Everything is different. Mm -hmm. So with my limited, broken English, I was more than okay to be an interpreter for them, Mm -hmm. especially uh, knowing Kurdish and Arabic. Mm -hmm. So uh, not not all Iraqis can speak Kurdish and Arabic at the same time. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of meeting between the Peshmerga, the Kurdish fighters, uh, the new Iraqi army, and uh, allies, which is American, Britain, and others. Mm. So those meetings, I was preferred to, prefer to have one person who speak all the three languages, English, Kurdish, and uh, uh, Arabic at the same time, rather than have two or three speaking at the same time. So I start to uh, work as an interpreter with the U.S. Army, uh, starting in 2003, until I get my visa, the SIV uh, visa, which is a big deal. I was among the first 500 lucky Iraqis to get to get that visa.
0: SIV is Special Immigrant Visa, right? And we see people from Afghanistan now coming on that program, and it, be, it was for people that worked with our military. And I guess one of the reasons that you were given that status is because it may be dangerous to stay there if you had been working with the Americans, right?
1: That's very true, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Linguists, interpreters were uh, captured, and tortured, and killed uh, by uh, by terrorist groups, by al-Qaeda, ISIS. Uh, I'm not sure about Taliban, but I'm not Afghani, but I know that that's happened in Iraq. Mm. Uh, so we had no where, anywhere else to, uh, to go yeah.
0: except uh, immigrate obey. and leave. W- and when was that that you did eventually come here? So, uh, 2009. Okay.
1: 2009, and- I came here uh, with my family my wife and four children. I was
0: happy. Did you come directly to St. Louis or another? I came
1: directly to St. Louis. I had no clue about America. I didn't know the cities or the places. I just had one friend in St. Louis and he said, he asked me if I want to come to St. Louis. I said, yes,
0: please. Was he Iraqi or a- He was Iraqi-American who, okay.
1: yes. Uh, his wife was American and she was waiting for us in the airport, uh, St. Louis airport. And she had a, a van, a pickup truck and she picked up, pick up us all and we went directly to her house in Hyridge, And we still have, <laughs> yeah, we still have the best relationship with her. She's our friend and her husband's my friend, still my friend and we are so uh, grateful, and we appreciate what she did for us, for my children.
0: How she, were those early days? What what were, you, you, how long did you stay with that family? Uh, two weeks. Okay, and then? Two happy weeks. Two happy weeks, and then you got your she own place. Helped me, she helped me to okay. find
1: uh, uh, an apartment, mm-hmm. and I did rent the apartment. I brought a lot of money with me. I paid six months in advance. Mm. That was so unusual in America, and, uh, we start our life, a new life. She helped me personally. She helped me to uh, take my kids to the school, to high school, Fox High School. I had three kids there. And she helped the other son to get to community college. And he's a travel nurse now, A very successful. Uh, we are so proud of him. Travel nurse for nine years. And uh, the other kid, uh, the other kid Roz, he, he's doing his master's degree. Uh, he's a manager in Washu, in a research uh, center. Mm and I have another nurse. And I, the fourth is we are trying to uh, get him in a uh, School of Medicine, hopefully. So we had a very successful life in America. We appreciate that a lot.
0: What were some of the challenges? And it couldn't have been smooth sailing all the way. Did you have any trouble at first, like cultural difficulties or challenges or anything that, any f- maybe funny stories that happened?
1: So after, after uh, a few months being in America, I find out that I had uh, that angel, uh, the American lady who guarded me, that guarding angel, she, she helped me to be away from troubles, other troubles in the other places in, in St. Louis. When I met other Iraqis, they were living in a very terrible, terrible, terrible conditions in a very terrible neighborhood. No offense, but there is so uh, dangerous and poor neighborhoods in, Amer- in, in St. Louis. So she helped me. She got. She helped me. She guarded me. She mm-hmm. saved me from myself. Uh, uh, so I did not had big challenges because she helped me with all, all, mm-hmm. even the small details, mm-hmm. uh, all my needs. Yeah, the schooling, even the job. She helped me to find job.
0: Oh, yeah. And talk about the job you've got, or you, well, tell us what you what that job was and then talk about what you're doing now as a job.
1: Yeah, so uh, when I came to America, I didn't believe or dream to continue being an interpreter. After nine years in Iraq, I thought that who would need a person who speak Arabic or Kurdish, I don't think so. That was not in my dreams. But then I did find a job as an interpreter and it was so quickly and it was so easy. I started to work for LAMP. When I called LAMP, the manager didn't believe that a person who speaks Kurdish and Arabic, he was so happy to have me. Mm. And my first day when I went to, uh just for interview, when I went to LAMP, and the first five minutes, they had an order for a Kurdish woman who was delivering a baby. Oh, <laughs> And I didn't get my lessons with them. And he was like, are you sure you speak Kurdish well? I said, yes. And he just gave me a temporary ID card, and he gave me the address and drove to uh, to that emergency room, and hmm. we delivered that baby. And that baby now is uh, 16 or – no, is 14. Oh, 14, wow. Years. Yeah, I still know the family. Really? So I was lucky to find a job with LAMP. Mm-hmm. Then I was lucky to expose to the community, to St. Louis community and, and the, the culture. Uh, I didn't face any big challenges Uh then I was lucky to find another job. LAMP took me another job with a place for people. Mm-hmm. Place for people exposed me to another job with uh, Barnes-Jewish Hospital. So I was among the luckies. I appreciate that a lot.
0: You're working as an interpreter now for Barnes-Jewish? Yes,
1: for 12 years.
0: Iraqi and Kurdish. Is there a, do, do um, Iraqi Arab patients have a problem with you as a Kurdish person being their interpreter? Is S- that ever an some issue? Some of them,
1: some of them. Uh, in, in general, no. But some of them, we have some. Unfortunately, we have some uh, sick racist uh, uh, people. Yes, there there was more than one pu- one patient who called my supervisor, asked him to not have Mustafa. He's Kurdish. I can't deal with Kurdish. Mm. Although my Arabic is hundred percent perfect.
0: Do you have a Kurdish accent when you speak Arabic? I don't.
1: I don't. Nobody would know. I'm really? Kurdish.
0: Nobody would know. And they can't tell by your name or by no, your, the way you look. No.
1: I have a Muslim name, which is an. Similar to Arab name, mm-hmm. I have no Arabic accent at all. Mm. But uh, they are okay with me for the first, second, th- third week until they know that I'm Kurdish. Then, oh, Kurdish, we can't. We don't like Kurdish. We don't. We just hate those people.
2: Mm.
0: Are there some Kurdish people here that feel that way about Iraqi Arabs?
1: Yes, there is. Yeah, there is a conflict. In, in fact, there is a, a political, uh, social uh, conflict between Arabs.
0: Here in St. Louis. Kurdish
1: in Iraq. And some of those conflicts came to uh, came to St. Louis. Mm. Just because people was hurt, was, was beaten or tortured, humiliated. And there was wars, more than one war between Arab and Kurds in Iraq. So we did, unfortunately, inherit in some of that uh, uh, hatred. Mm. And that's so unfortunate. But in general, we are doing well, very well.
0: You know how many Kurdish people live in St. Louis now? I
1: think we have uh, around one hundred
0: family. Probably, and are they mostly from Iraq or from other con- the other countries? Too? Most
1: of them from Iraq. We have few families from uh, uh, Iran, Iran, Kurdistan, and uh, we start to have uh, from Syria. Mm. We have around fifteen uh, Kurdish family from Syria. Mm. You know, Turkey occupied uh, some of uh, the Kurdish uh, uh, Syrian land, and they discriminate against the Kurds and uh, the Kurds flee from mm-hmm. those areas. And uh, Turkey continues, uh, continuously uh, uh, being racist and they brought the Arab, uh, Syrian Arab, to live in those uh, Kurdish areas. Mm. And they give them their lands and their animals and wealth, mm. unfortunately.
0: And the world doesn't really know about that stuff. Does, do the, does the Kurdish community here, um, are they are they a close-knit group? Do they celebrate holidays together? Do they have events, or is it more? Not as we should. Okay. Not as
1: we should, no. It's a very uh, modern, let's say, very fast life. Everybody's yeah. so busy, super busy. Yeah. Yeah, so we are not doing that very well. We do that sometimes, but not as we should. Mm-hmm.
0: Have you gone back to visit Iraq? I did four times. And uh, was how how is it now? A big chaos
1: in in Arab Arab area, let's say uh, southern, uh, of uh, the southern yeah. of Iraq, Baghdad. Big chaos, stealing, uh, killing, kidnapping, it, chaos.
0: Chaos in chaos, in, in yes. Baghdad. In Baghdad. And but what, what was, about in Kurdistan? Is that Kurdistan
1: is so different? Okay. Kurdistan was independent since 1991. So they build on 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 system, and it's very super busy, and uh, and uh, all Arabs from other Iraqi parts they start to migrate to uh, safe haven of Kurdistan. Really? Start the, yes, I can say uh, a whole million, Arabs uh, one million Arab uh, left their uh, cities, left the, the 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 chaos, the killing, the kidnapping. Uh, uh the political conflict between them and they start to live in, in Kurdistan, and they are uh, welcomed
0: there really uh, the, a very safe heaven do they have to speak kurdish there or can they or- uh,
1: so uh, uh, most of the people can speak arabic and uh, nobody force anybody to speak uh, other language but mm. the majority of people in Kurdistan speak arabic so the mm. i mean kurdish so the arab uh, start to learn kurdish and mm. of course they can speak arabic too
2: mm.
0: What it sounds like you feel pretty good these days in living in America. Your life is good. What what is the best and what is the worst thing about living in the United States?
1: Oh, the so there is many good things, many good things that I cannot count them. Mm. The schooling is awesome. I know people disagree with me, but they should have uh, they should see the school in Iraq. and uh, political system in America is just wonderful. You do not appreciate the political system that you have. You have election, like free election. That's mm. awesome. That's just beautiful. You have separation of power. That's just beautiful. Uh, just try to live in Iraq for uh, a month and you will see the power are mixed mm. where the president can uh, uh, fire and uh, uh, and bring judges and other powers. It's a, there's no separation of power where the policeman can... Capture you, detain you, beat you, do anything, just because you have the ultimate uh, power. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, the 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 blessing of separation power is is something just beautiful. Uh, so I, I can go on with with the blessing things that we enjoy here in America, uh, which is a lot. Uh, but the worst thing that that uh, uh, we saw in America is few things. I can't count them by numbers drugs are the, the the worst of the worst unfortunately mm. uh, we have some Iraqis Kurds and Arab uh, start to get addicted to those drugs exposed to the, the drugs and we as an Iraqi community Kurdish community are not exposed to
0: the yeah drugs. it's something new for you yeah. okay yeah unfortunately this touches every community it seems like
1: Yeah, that's unfortunate to see those young people uh, uh, be homeless or not able to finish their school or get a job.
0: Well, but I'm glad your family is successful. Sounds like your four kids are (laughs) very successful and your your life is pretty good. So I'm glad things worked out for you and your family.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you.
0: And I think we're going to have to leave it there because the clock is the boss, as I like to say. But thank you again, Mustafa, for coming in and sharing your story. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much, Ron. Thank you. I appreciate your time. Thank you.
0: My pleasure. You've been listening to stories of new Americans on 101.9, 94.1. Please join us next
2: week at